You're listening to a podcast from River City Church of Jacksonville, Florida. For more audio and video podcasts, visit rccjacks.com. Um, if you have babies, we are excited that you have babies. And we're excited that they are a little annoyed and that you're squirming. And you have to deal with the reality of being in our family and that being okay because we are totally okay with it. But we have prepared for that and have candy canes in the front by the poles. And if you want to get up right now and get your little girl or little boy or baby or yourself a candy cane, just feel free. They're by the poles. And that is totally fine. And if you just want to get a candy cane to stay awake or to endure, because besides speaking after lunch, this is maybe the most, the worst time to try to give a sermon or talk because you're thinking about Christmas, aren't you? Like I can tell you're thinking about Christmas. You're looking at Christmas or you're like, I'm so stressed, anxious, angry. I'm so angry. Why am I angry? It's Christmas Eve. And so I know you're not going to remember a thing I say. You're just not. You don't have to try. We're recording it. It's online. You can watch it later and be inspired by the amazing talk that I have prepared and put together for you this evening because I know you're not going to remember it right now. You know, um, when we are singing those songs, you know, we, we do, we live in this tension of, I almost feel guilty that I don't want to be here right now, right? I mean, let's be honest. If you're honest right now, you're just ready for the service to be over. At least that's how I feel. <laughs> Along with the tension of singing songs about Jesus coming and breaking all of the chains that potentially oppress us singing these powerful Christmas hymns, living in this tension, right, of like, gosh, I just kind of want chestnuts roasting by an open fire. I just want to have myself a merry little Christmas. You know, I mean, and we, we're, we're struggling with that reality right now in, in our life and all the time of, man, all that the world would love to lure us into, all that the world makes attractive about Christmas, in this tension with us celebrating Emmanuel, God has come to be with us. He has come to save us. He has come to rescue us. The King of Kings, the creator of the universe, the living, you read that Revelation Psalm and the reality that we are singing and celebrating with the angels of the one who is sitting now on the throne of creation. It's crazy that we sit here and we're wondering about our chestnuts roasting or Jack Frost nipping. Or all of these things that we struggle with. And even scripture at times can lure us into. And, and I, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to have want and to love these emotions and have these emotions. But even the scripture um, that I've been focusing on for the last, for all of Advent, as we've been talking about joy, as we've been talking about peace and love and hope, um, can do that to us. And uh, the scripture is, um, we read it, David read it, it was the second one, the Luke scripture in chapter two. We begin to read it, and immediately it conjures up something in our mind. And in the same region, there were shepherds in a field keeping watch over their flock. What do you, what do you, go, what do you think about? You're thinking about your five-year-old in a bathrobe dressed like Joseph. You're thinking about childhood plays that you grew up in. When you were like, I was the lead, you know, like... Do you ever done any acting while well, I was the lead and, you know, I was Joseph. I, was, I wasn't baby Jesus because he really didn't say anything. But I was Mary that year. Remember that? When I was Mary, I was amazing. Whenever I was growing up, I was like the cow or the donkey or the, 
backside of the, hand, you know, the camel. But I worked my way in close to the manger. You know. but, but anyway, my point is this, is that even the scripture, when I think of that scripture, though, I think of this. This is what comes to my mind every time I hear this scripture read. This comes to my mind. Isn't there anyone who knows what yeah. Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's good, that's good. We know how it ends. We all know how it ends. Charlie Brown is rescued by Linus with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's amazing. So we hear things like that. We watch things like that. We experience and work towards a Christmas that is warm, fuzzy, that is calm, that is peaceful. We go to scripture like this. And one of the songs we were just singing, it says, you know, gentle or smiling angels singing or peaceful angels singing or something like that. And when I think of even the passage of Scripture, I just wonder if there might be more than happy, smiling angels and us kind of landing there of our hope of glory being wrapped up in this picture that we settled for. And tonight I want to challenge us a little bit, maybe more than normal on Christmas Eve, about what if there is more? What if there's more in this text? What if, what if we are designed for more than just settling for everything that the world offers? Peace and calm in our life. Our chestnuts roasting by the open fire and having a merry little Christmas and aiming at just let's get some good family pictures this year because we can use it for a card the next year kind of thing. And how does that compare to last year's pictures? And what are we having tomorrow? And we got to go to Aunt Sue's and she kind of smells funny. And you know what I mean? All of these things. The, the world lures us into what if in this text we might have missed something. I want to take a look at that because I think we have. I think that, that again, like I said, like all of these celebrations and these holidays and things we do are good things. But not, but not if we miss the opportunity that God might have for us in offering his son Jesus to bring us more life than we've settled for. You know, when we read this text, there's just one verse in here I want to look at tonight, and it has to do with the shepherds as the angels break through. It says that they were in the field, you know, shepherds abiding in the field, kind of taking care of their flocks. And I was reading that, and I was thinking, you know, they were peaceful in the dark, weren't they? They were like taking care of their sheep. Things were good. 
kind of abiding to the things of life, managing their life, managing their sheep, petting them, shearing them, feeding them, slaughtering them, doing all the things that they do with sheep, just kind of like everyday life. This is good. They'd settled. They'd settled in the darkness, comfortable with the, fa- with the way things that were. And I just made me think, have we kind of done that with Christmas? Have we just kind of settled in abiding and walking through and doing the things that we've learned to do, we've been told to do, and we've started to do, and now we just always do them at Christmas? And in the middle of that, God's love, his heart, his passion for us, it says, breaks into the darkness, breaks into our abiding, breaks into our hiding, I'll say, right? And what happens? And a peaceful calm fell over the shepherds. No, it was like they had to change their loincloths because the angels broke through and all the glory of the Lord shone upon them and they, it says they were terrified. It says that they were scared. When the light of the world broke into the darkness that they had been abiding in, it shattered them. It terrified them. It scared them. And I started thinking about that. I was like, well, that seems kind of backwards to me. I kind of, I'm afraid of the dark. Let's just be honest. I'm I'm afraid of the dark more than I'm afraid of the light, right? We kind of all have been taught that. Don't be afraid of the dark. You don't have to be afraid of the dark. Everything that's in the dark is there in the light, right? And so what, what happens when we get in the dark, we turn on the light. So what I'm saying is a little opposite. What I'm saying is, no, 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 no. In the darkness, there's nothing. They weren't afraid at all. The shepherds were calm. They were fine. The light came, and then they were terrified. What? That's just like God to do something cray-cray like that, right? I'm watching my sheep. I'm in the dark. Things are okay. And then I'm terrified when the light comes. Well, why is that? What's going on there? You know, as you read commentaries and you read about this passage and study it, one of the things you come away with is, man, when people let God's light into their life, it can be scary. It often unravels us before it puts us back together. That God's light is like a piercing light that finds the darkest parts of our heart, the most broken parts of our life, the parts that have been unraveled, the parts that we've been settling for less than God's had for us, right? And his light comes in, and when we see it, it's terrifying. And I think it's terrifying because we know that he knows everything about us. We know that he sees our most hidden places. We know that he sees the darkest of the darkest thoughts that we have. We know that God's light sees and penetrates and does not move away from the areas of our life and of our heart where we have the most pain, where we've suffered the most, where we're hurting the most. And I was like, gosh, why does he do that? I just want warm chestnuts. I want a merry little Christmas. Why does God's light have to do that? It's because those are the very things that are preventing us from the joy, from the peace, from the love, and the hope that we've been created for. 
And so in our life and in our heart and in this season of Christmas, it is a scary thing for God to break in and offer us something more than we've ever experienced. And it's a scarier thing for us to welcome him, to say, Jesus, the light of the world, come in. I receive the gift. I will receive all of you into all of me. Come and find my brokenness. Come and heal my brokenness. Come and search me and know me. And every way is what David said, come. And that's scary for us. So not only is it scary that he knows everything about us, because he knows everything about us, and we're all jacked up and broken, and there's dark things about us. But I think the, the scariest thing is what will he say when he sees that darkness? What will Jesus do when he comes in? Let's say I let him in, Antley. Let's see that I invite Jesus in, and I say, I want you to come in to every area. What will he say? And he sees our fear and our wonder. Will he still love me if he knows what I've thought? Will he still love me if he knows what I think? Will he still love me if he knows my brokenness and my emptiness? And we're fearful, aren't we? And we wonder, will he? And the angels remind us, fear not. Fear not. And then the first word after that, behold, take hold of Jesus and you will no longer fear because he is love. He is light. He is forgiveness. He is life. He is our hope. He is our joy. He is our peace. And he comes from a father who loves us. The invitation this Christmas is to allow the light of the world to come in, to search you, to know you. And I know that some of you have been a Christian for a long time, and maybe some of you have never been a Christian, and the invitation is the same. The invitation is to more. That's what Christmas is about. Do you want more of me? Do you want more freedom? Do you want more life? Do you want to experience more light? Do you want to experience more patience? What? I'm a baby whisperer. That doesn't even bother me. I love it. So this Christmas, as we contemplate the things that our heart's hungry for, the peace and the calm and the rest and the joy and the pictures and the fun and the food and the the time with family, let's not miss the opportunity that God's given us and his son, Jesus Christ, to receive the gift of life, to receive the gift of life of love that comes in opening our heart and letting his light in to the darkest places, to the most broken places, knowing that every time he comes, he says, I see you and I love you and I have more. I have so much more for you. Let's stand.